Shit only. Bravo night. Oh, hi, everybody. It's me, Lauren Zima, joined by the Rice Sander, my longtime friend and a housewives fanatic from, I would say, pre-birth. Don't you feel that in, in the womb somehow you knew? Yeah, I guess Vicky Gunvalson came and whispered in the <laughs> in the ear <laughs> while I was sitting on a star. I heard a woohoo from far away. So everyone, Bryce and I are friends of a decade. We went to the same college. We've worked at the same companies and we are both Bravo fanatics. And of course, Bryce does all of the wonderful Bravo coverage for Entertainment Tonight, all of the housewives and below deck men and all that deliciousness. He borderline needs no introduction, but we do need to introduce what we're doing here, which is a special, a special. Wow, I just took out an accent like Dorit. <laughs> I am excrementally excited for this. Oh, I'm, I already know now I'm going to call this episode excremental content with Bruce. <laughs> um, we had to get on this Zoom together. And um, instead of just doing our normal Bravo night in person, um, we needed to record this episode ASAP. We've both watched uh is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just as soon as we can. Usually our Bravo night is at Bryce's apartment. Um, I'm a tequila or two in and we're just chilling, but we had to had to take to a recording device because this was part one of the unprecedented, I believe for the franchise, right? For Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills has never done a four part reunion. And I think only the second in all of Housewives history. The only other one is Atlanta, Atlanta. with sex dungeon accusation. When there were the accusations, yes, yes, yes. yes. So let's get to it right off the bat. Reunion part one. Was it what you expected? How did you react? It was what I expected. And, but I don't think it's what the full audience expected. I think people thought we're going to go full court press on Erica episode mm -hmm. one. That's not going to happen. They want you to watch all four parts. They're milking this for all it's worth. They gave us just enough, a little taste. And then threw in, it was like a book ending. It was like Erica was the, the bread of the sandwich, and then the meat and the vegetables were everyone attacking Garcelle. <laughs> <laughs> and in the middle, things went excrementally. <laughs> so I want to start, you know, let, let's start at the beginning of the reunion. And they started before the reunion even started. Two weeks before the reunion comes up on the screen and we see this conversation between Lisa Rinna and Erica Jane. I didn't love that Lisa and Erica got this pre-reunion moment. It was strange. I kind of understood why they did Tell me it. why. Why do you think? Well, one, I think that they've been kind of filming updates with Erica this entire time off season. Like, I think they've never really gone down on her. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see more flashbacks like that in season 12 because it's my understanding that they've gone like right back into production smart um you know i don't and i don't want them to stop they gotta chase this story and we don't want to miss any of it two i think production is probably concerned about how erica's coming across and wanted to kind of set a little bit of tone of like she gets it and she's showing up and also it was just dramatic it was like this big to do that she's going to come to the reunion when she's contractually obligated to be there, they get a, like their pay is held back until they go and show up at reunion. So like- Didn't Lisa when, Vanderpump miss a reunion one time? Yeah, so Adrian Maloof and Lisa Vanderpump did not show up to the season three and season nine reunions respectively. 
And because of that, they missed out on money for those seasons. Neither of those women needs that money. And Correct. And pointed out to Erica tonight, this is now your main job. Yes. It's your main gig. I, it, there was something about it that came across to me, this Lisa, Erica, Kiki at Erica's approximately, don't quote me on this $10,000 a month rental, <laughs> that she came, it came across a little bit like, like we're, we, I don't know, like they're the winners, like we're holding them up or something. Mm. Because <laughs> Erica said, <laughs> there's going to be some winners and there's going to be some losers. And Lisa said, well, that's life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel, I know it wasn't scripted, but it had some scripted energy to it. It felt like they were given a power, Lisa and Erica. I wish, I understand wanting to acknowledge that Erica was going to come to the reunion because especially in this franchise, that could have been a question. Will she show up? But if they were going to show Lisa and Erica having a little pre-reunion moment, I would have liked to see a pre-reunion moment with the other women too. Oh, like cut to Sutton and Garcelle. Shit questioning talking. if she's going to come like set up that they're questioning it set up that maybe they don't know that Andy fair. went in everybody's trailer Kyle said her and Erica weren't even talking so I would have liked to know pre-reunion where they were all at especially because they showed Lisa and Erica oh I wrote down Sutton's ankles are frail <laughs> not wrong probably led to some of those foot problems she was a dancer for a long time Truly, they cut. They showed her to check on her ankle, and I thought her like her skin looked great. She was glowing, wonderful leg makeup, the thinnest of ankles. Did you notice in the montage of them sitting down that Rina was like, "I need hand makeup, hand makeup." Yes, you do need because when you have a, a different color foundation on your face than you are, your hands look off. <laughs> it's head to toe with these people. Um, yeah, so Sutton and her her weak ankles and her sad content. I wrote that down. I loved that shot of Garcelle drinking straight tequila. Yeah. And it wasn't even like a shot. It was like a full glass with a straw. I don't know. It didn't even look chilled. There wasn't an ice cube to be seen, nor a lime wedge. I like how she looked exposed when Andy brought that up as if <laughs> she did not. Ex it's anything you can't, you say or do can and will be used against you. First rule of housewives. Um, so Andy asks Erica, hey, Erica, what's new? And obviously he's being a bit funny with this. Um, and she says that she slept very well and wants to move on. What did you think of Erica vibe wise, like right from that? She felt very measured and probably coached by her attorney to me the, the whole first part. I was like, she's very like, I think she knows every question that's going to be asked of her. Not that they gave them to her, but she like, it's all obvious what's going to come up, but she seemed very prepared and even keel with every answer. I thought it was odd. And I wondered if this was an editing trick or if it actually happened when he was like, hey, Erica. And she did this slow turn to him and didn't say a thing. Erica Jane has always been measured in that way. My, I, I'll never forget when, and I guess we can thank Tom for like this one good piece of advice where she said that Tom kind of taught her to never use more words than you have to. Right. That lives in her. And then when she does use her words, I just, like she said, she slept very well. Why wouldn't she? She wants to move on. She wants to close the chapter. That to me, like, I don't know, that made me put a wall up with her right away. Because I'm like, Erica, okay, you want to move on and close the chapter, but we're all still in the book. And right. And the reunion doesn't close this chapter. The no. 
once the courts have figured out where the money is, that's when the chapter closes. And I feel like Erica wants this control and I don't blame her, but it's like, Erica, you're in this, you know? And I think the thing that's hard for Erica and I, and I think equally as hard for the audience is that two truths can be true at the same time. Mm. Yes, there are victims of these lawsuits and this missing money. Erica is also a victim in this to a much lesser degree, a much different degree. But I think the audience doesn't want to accept that as a truth. And so I think she struggles with that because she knows that to be the truth. She feels like her. So you believe she didn't know that Tom was What I've said this whole time is, I think she knew the money she was getting to be Erica Jane came from the firm. I don't think she knew the money wasn't the firm's to spend. I have agreed and said that I 100% don't think that Tom handed her a check and he was like, and you know, this is from the widows and the orphans. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, and it sounds like she never even was getting money in that way. I mean, she said she never goes to a bank. She didn't have a debit card. It seems like it was all happening kind of in accounts that she was getting access to. And that Tom was very much in control. Right. And I think she walked into a life that was a certain way and never questioned it. She was only 26. She was only 26. And then you know, we don't know what that life was for the 15 years before we met her. And of course you come on TV, you're going to present your best self. You're not going to see all the cracks. Think about like Taylor Armstrong. She was being abused all those years and it didn't come out for years on the show. By the way, such a good comparison. I mean, in that it was a similar struggle of living your life on reality TV, but having another life once the cameras were off. I, I do think what's getting lost here and it's because it is such a lesser pain, but is Erica's pain in her marriage breaking up and in, you know, she says she was lied to a ton by Tom, like, and she didn't even, wasn't even really able to grieve that when it all started blowing up in her face. I mean, there's still so much we don't know, but I do think Erica did not know that this money was stolen from Tom's clients. Right. I just think she, and I think they're going to get into it more, but she continues to kind of like not, she doesn't profess over and over. I didn't know. And I feel horrible for these people. I wonder if that was her MO or the MO given to her by her lawyers. Exactly. I do think we don't know what the lawyers are telling her. And also I will say she said something tonight, or maybe it was on the finale, but she has said like, she's damned if she do does damned if she doesn't. And right. I think there's a truth to that. I think she could say it many more times and people would still question everything. Right. What do you think her biggest mistake in like the way it's all come across has been? I think her biggest mistake was not pulling someone aside right away. You said to pick one cast member and telling them the full story as much as you can share. An ally. So I, I think, which maybe she did do you that with Rina. I meant on camera. Oh. Like share as much as you can on camera immediately with one person. Maybe she did that with Rina off camera, but I think the issue was the women seemed to be getting all this information bits and, and bits and pieces and having to put the puzzle together. And when they would go back and say, hey, this piece is missing, then she would tell this other different puzzle. It is all embodied in the way she told the car accident story. Yes. Little by little, adding alleged, taking it away, only telling some people some things, adding literal injury to and insult, a, like new injuries kept appearing. And then a 
burglar and an eye popping open and all these things and snow in Pasadena. I also did write down that I have, this is the least amount of eye makeup I have ever seen Erica Jane wear. She was very like, it wasn't natural, but probably the most natural she's ever been while in a full makeup on the show. And I thought people keep being like, obviously the second rate glam squad's working on her. She's using the B team. She's not, she's using the same people used. One, I think the last year and a half has been incredibly stressful on her. I think you can see it on her face and that's why she looks different. Two, she probably pulled back on the amounts of treatment she was getting. Uh, and three, maybe she said, I don't want to look my best. I agreed with Erica when she said of the audience, of all of us, they don't know what I know and they haven't lived through what I've lived. And we really do just still have to have that human empathy of you haven't walked in someone else's shoes. Right. Well, I think- in her very expensive shoes. Her very expensive shoes. Um, I think entertainment has conditioned us to live in a world where there are heroes and villains. In the real world, that's not true. Everything's way more nuanced. People have hero and villain within them. And I think that's where people aren't giving her any grace. They're painting her as full villain. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I actually think a lot of women out there know what it's like to have a partner who has hidden a lot from them. And I, and can empathize with that. Like, and her whole life depended on this man. Yeah. I mean, she said, and she said she, as you pointed out, she thought about leaving the show. She didn't because she has nothing to hide. And Andy said, this is now your main job. And she said she's up to the challenge. So I don't, she's not going anywhere. I mean, you, they're- No, filming, right? they're, yeah, I'm, I believe they're filming this as of this week. I want to see that she gets it. And I don't think we've seen that she gets it. Like she said at one point, Garcelle said, when we're getting, getting into the Garcelle stuff, she said, well, shouldn't we be always growing? And Erica said, no, I'm good. I, I'm set. I'm like, yeah. the, I, have, I have the quote here. Not at this age, honey. I'm set. I'm like, that's not the best look. She was interjecting a lot throughout the whole thing. And why? And I was like, this is really, truly pull back because all that, those are the moments people are going to use against you. Not when you're speaking on questions being directly asked to you. It's jumping in when you have nothing to do with it. It's the same issue as them being like, Erica, why are you posting these sexy photos on Instagram right now? So let's talk about Garcelle. Dorit, Sutton Rinna. Um, you know, we talk about Sutton for a little bit and I gotta be honest, I, I didn't need that whole package looking back. Um, she, she's this, but I did, I was glad to go focus on Sutton so that we got the opportunity to hear her defend her store, her self-named store and say that it has been growing excrementally, which to those who don't know and couldn't read by Erica's face that they cut to, means like shitting out that's the <laughs> and she meant exponentially that was the word she was seeking and i think we all know that sutton sometimes i think her mind moves faster than her mouth or vice versa whichever makes them more sense and so things just come out that weren't what she meant to say sutton talks about like she talked about dating for the first time she said i'm dating for the first time i think sutton's having a lot of experiences for the first time and I think the show created that experience for her. It's would she be doing all these things if not for the show? And I was wondering 
when she said her boyfriend's excuse or reason for the breakup was, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I was like, does he not like that she's a public figure now and she gets a lot of attention and kind of has created- I don't think that's it. A separate life. What do you think? I think it's just Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sutton has like a lot to figure out about herself. I do. I'm not saying she's not a lovely woman. And again, I like watching her on TV. But the way she explained that breakup was like a teenager explaining a breakup. She's like, he broke up with me on Valentine's Day and I was devastated. You know, I cry, but I'm okay. And, and you know, I'm, I'm dating I'm dating for the first time. I'm like, okay, how's junior year of high school going? I, it's <laughs> like, I just think she, she's, I don't know a lot about her life with her husband, but she, it sounds like it was pretty sheltered in a lot of ways, like emotionally I, and Well, I think it was very like, southern waspy they had a lot of money they ran in society circles she's been going to the met gala for decades like she's was kind of that a weird combination of southern but also upper east side and now she's landed in beverly hills i will i will you and i have talked about this too i felt like all season i saw it i i just think she has like relationship stuff to work on with friends and romantically and herself um i did i had forgotten that her mother was a therapist and so she's been psychoanalyzed her whole life. So she's probably second guessed every decision she's ever made in her entire life because of how she was raised. This is interesting. Let's look at who else on the franchise has a mom who's a therapist. I mean, in the housewives world. Candace Dillard. And what do they both have? Relationship issues. <laughs> Maybe and help- trouble getting their emotions out in a productive way. Yes. They do. Candace freaks out at people. Sutton freaks out in a different way. She has a fight with somebody. She literally starts crying, storms off and That's says, Sutton I know, sh- no, no. Sutton shuts down, but in a aggressive way where she's like, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Whereas Candace lashes out. Yes. Sutton shuts down. Candace blows up and neither of them. Wow. We got to talk to therapists about have them having kids. Based on this two-person housewife. two people. I'm sure there's somebody else in the canon that has that, but. I just also, look, we needed Sutton this season, 100%. She pushed the Erica thing. Let's get into Dorit. Um, Dorit versus Garcelle. Dorit threw down. Dorit said Garcelle needs to be relevant. Dorit felt so fired up to me, so like, like the speed she was going at was nuts. She had been thinking about this because she, well, I think because she knew it was her one big scene that had made it on the show all season long. So it's like, oh, that's going to be the thing I have to own up to or discuss at the reunion. Here's what I was thinking. I think Garcelle plays this show the way Bethany Frankel did New York. She shows up, films her scenes, but this is not her life. This is not her job. This is not her calling. She has said, I'm not a career housewife. She's here for a good time, not a long time. She literally said, I show up. Yeah. These other women, think about it. Pretty much everyone else on the cast, this is the thing they have. Yes, they have businesses. They've started outside of it. But Garcelle has a talk show she hosts five days a week. She's in the Spider-Man movies. You know, she has a whole life outside of this and doesn't need the show. So I thought the relevancy claim was interesting because it's like out of everyone on this cast, People knew who Garcelle was before she joined the show. She's a huge get for the show, a huge get for the show. I thought the relevancy claim was nonsensical and it kind of was in line with this thing Dorit does a lot actually. 
I think Dorit speaks incredibly intelligently. She enunciates her words. She's got a, I would say higher than average vocabulary, but she says dumb shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Erica told her that on Erica's first season or not Erica's first season, Dorit's first season, I think on the junk boat where she said, I say important shit, you stay stupid shit. Oh, your encyclopedic knowledge. It's so true. And she kept using this phrase that I've never heard. And it's because, and I couldn't tell if she couldn't think of passively aggressive or if she was trying to avoid calling Garcelle passive aggressive because she kept saying passively provocative. You know what? Title of her memoir. (laughs) She's sneaking it in. (laughs) She's, She's trying to turn a catchphrase. They're always trying to turn a catchphrase. I, when she started yelling at Garcelle and Garcelle was just speaking calmly, I'm like, Dorit, you look wild. She was like, you're interrupting me again. I'm like, it's a conversation. She's responding to something you said. I thought it was all bizarre. And I, I would love to pick Dorit's brain about why she even brought was up that the- that Dorit trying to save the, her place on the show? Well, that's what people thought when the jabs scene aired was like, I saw somebody, I forget who it was, but posted, what's the timeline here? Did this event tape after it had been announced that like they were cleaning house on Orange County, which is the same production company and was Dorit like, I gotta jump in and get in there. I'd love to pick her brain about that because they were saying that Garcelle talks about behind their backs more than anyone else, which I don't think is true. I think they are all equal offenders and also not giving her the space to say, hey, producers ask me questions about things that come up in the in the times we film together. Like nothing they're saying in confessionals is off the top of their head or something they want to get out there. It's all the answer to a question they're being asked. I just, Dorit doesn't, yeah, she doesn't have the receipts for these claims. Even when she kept saying that she called Garcelle a bully because she was making incessant jabs. I'm like, well, cut to the footage. We don't have it. What were all the incessant jabs? She said a couple things. It is bizarre to me. So Garcelle then says that someone told her that Lisa Rinna said Garcelle shouldn't have brought up race on the show. This was so fascinating on a number of levels. One, because Lisa did not deny it the first time it was brought up. She only said she didn't say it after a bit of discussion. When it was first brought up, she said, well, why wouldn't you come tell me I don't like that you said this? So I was like, that's interesting that she didn't outright deny it immediately. Two, Garcelle said she had texts that proved this, but she would not reveal the source of the information. And I forgot what my third point was, (laughs) but. But it was all points was enough for fascination. And it was very, Rina was giving very, ooh, you're so angry energy, but like she was the angry one, which I understand it's a big claim to be made but she didn't outright deny it. And then she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing Garcelle and be like, that's not the reason you're mad at me. That's not the reason you're mad at me. That's not the reason you're mad at me. And then we had that one of the strangest moments I've ever witnessed on a reunion. When she got up and walked across to go essentially sit on Garcelle's lap. It felt so forced. It felt so forced. Even Dorit said under her breath, which they chironed, they put a like closed captions on. Bless those editors. She only wanted to show off her full dress. <laughs> okay, this moment was fascinating to me 
because I felt we'd been watching Dorit, Lisa, and Erica on a team. Yes. And all of a sudden, Lisa stands up and for no, for, Lisa seemingly hadn't said anything to Dorit. Dorit makes that snide comment. She just wants to show off her outfit. Erica said, what's happening here? Lisa's making up with Garcelle, air quotes, and Dorit starts saying, do you mean it? Erica says, stop. And Dorit goes, I'm not talking to you, to Erica. It was, it was like, it was like, oh, this is a house of cards. Oh, the real house wives of cards. <laughs> the real house cards of wives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, it was just, it was so bizarre. Rinna really, I felt forced the moment and Garcelle was like, I guess I just have to go with this. It was like when Garcelle said when she showed up to the finale party and what's she going to say other than that Lisa looks good, even though she didn't like her outfit. It right. felt like she was like, what else can I do here? Well, it was also bizarre because before she did that, she was going in on Garcelle about like trying to get her fired from the show by a joke Garcelle made on Watch It Happens Live. But at the same time, when Lisa was on Watch It Happens Live, she shit on Sutton's business. Right. But didn't really own that and was like, well, I was just saying that because at the time it was just a store and it's like, that was from this season, Lisa. That was like weeks ago. It wasn't Such a, a year point. ago. And by the way, a store is a business. What else right. would it be? She also has a website where she sells things from the store. It, it's a business. <laughs> people are store have storefronts. <laughs> They're business people. Like I, I couldn't believe that moment and what it felt so dark to me because A, it felt forced by Lisa Rinna now, I will say, I do think that Lisa and Garcelle actually both probably do want to move on with each other. Totally. I think they don't know how to operate in a friendship that they, like in this, with the new element of the show involved. Yeah, they knew each other before the show. Then Lisa was on. Then Garcelle's on. They're both comparing the show versions of each other and maybe even the new versions of each other. I would like to know how close they were right before Garcelle joined. That's like, the thing. They also keep years, saying but- 20 years. But it's like, but that doesn't actually, mean you talk every day. Right. And has it been longer? Like, what's the actual timeline? I'd love to know when did you meet? How much time were you spending together on a regular basis? All yeah. those things. I do think they both want to move on. I, it felt I, forced and weird. Well, I think Garcelle's issue that she wasn't either able to verbalize or just chose not was Lisa says stuff, then she doesn't show. There's no action to back up the promises of the words which Sutton said in a, like a moment that pre- people probably miss. She was like, she needs action. What I think it is, and this speaks to that, Erica was like, is it about Denise? Garcelle said, no, I can move on. I don't think it's about Lisa and Denise. I think it's about Garcelle being afraid that Lisa will do to her what she yes. did to Denise. Yes, 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 yes. So it is about the pasta. <laughs> I continue to wonder what this show and this group would look like if you take Lisa Rinna out of it. I didn't know you were wondering that. Oh yeah, because, well, I think people, she's like, is she a necessary force? I think so. I think that's the issue. I think if you took her out of the show, it'd be boring again. Well, they're definitely not. I don't see them making any changes for next season. No, I think it's the exact same cast, no new friends. Even though Garcelle told me in that interview on a red carpet that she's on the fence about returning. Right, but it's like, Take the second job paycheck, babe. Well, they're going to throw, I think, any money they can to keep her because also not a great look. There's been some real bungled mess with all of the kind of integration of the casts and bringing Mm. in women of color. And you don't want to screw up probably the most beloved of all the people who have been added 
Oh, I say, Garcelle, get what you deserve, babe, and come back to the show. I love watching her. Um, and when we, going back to the Housewives of Cards, that Dorit, Erica, Lisa moment really made me think, how real are their friendships? Like, Well, that's the thing is it's like, are they coworkers or are they friends? That was dark. It was very strange. And also there's a screen grab going around on Twitter of a moment where Kyle's making a face and they're like, this is when Kyle realized <laughs> like she has to switch teams, but the couch she's on should be her team. Oh, especially once Kathy was sitting on it. Right. Um, Kathy, let's, let's talk about Kathy. We need to talk about Kathy. Kathy coming in with her ripped notepaper. Like it's out of your journal from seventh grade. Where did she even get that notebook? I mean, rip that paper. It just looks like it was scraps of paper. Remember she said she used to take old receipts and decorate wreaths with them. I'm like, is this just written on the back of a Neiman Marcus receipt? <laughs> Pulled out of her back. Here's what I know. I'm freaking, I'm in. I, I, they're, Oh, I'm, I want to know when they're going to announce that they're putting out a part five slash unseen footage special, though we know the courts have subpoenaed Bravo for unseen footage now. Oh my God. I want to know, Erica said this line at the very end of the sneak peek. It's only in Beverly Hills that everybody's so precious. But what does, what does that mean? I don't know. And we probably won't find out. It felt like a very random thing to say. But Erica, God, she she chooses those words. You know what? If there's one thing Tom gave her, we'll say thank you for getting that, Tom. Gosh, she chooses those words. I I actually, I think Erica and Garcelle could be incredible allies. I wish well, they were. I, I think Garcelle would like to be. I think Garcelle just needs the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help us, Bravo. Okay, Bryce Sander, thank you so much. From our Bravo nights on your couch slash floor to our Zoom screens. But we got to talk about it all more. Okay. Um, everybody follow Bryce on Twitter and on Instagram at Bryce Sander. And hopefully we're going to be back with more. But part two next week and we'll recap again. Yeah, we got three more episodes to dig into. Buckle up, dig in, and uh, fall down a cliff. Okay. But roll over 12 times. And I'll call my... With a alleged 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 <laughs> okay this is allegedly bryce sander and me everybody thank you so much for listening to chic shit only you can like follow and subscribe and uh tune in every thursday and as the real housewives of beverly hills reunion keeps airing its additional three parts every friday we'll have an episode bringing you into bravo night Bye.